0: What the fuck is up, Buttercup? How you doing? How's it hanging? I hope y'all are having an amazing hump day, bump day. It's your girl, Allie. We are back with another episode of the Beat That Bitch podcast. Do we feel like that should be a jingle? Be the bitch podcast. Y'all don't, y'all don't listen for my singing abilities. My mom, my mama said I can make a deaf person run because that's how bad my singing is. But anywho, I am excited to be back with y'all for another week. Can y'all believe Thanksgiving is like next week? Like in a week? That Christmas is basically here, which I got me some new Christmas book merch in. Uh, The t-shirt I am currently wearing is, uh, Santa calls it the naughty list. I call it my TBR. So that's the type of bitch that I am. I am in my Christmas blanket, drinking out of my Christmas cup with my Christmas hydro jug. Because what is it? Hydrated bitch is a happy bitch. I am officially in Christmas mode. Like, I... Go in Christmas mode, November 1st. Pause for one day for Thanksgiving. Not even the entire day. Because every... Every Thanksgiving right after supper, we go to a Christmas tree lighting. So I pause for like a couple hours <laughs> to enjoy Thanksgiving, give thanks. And then I go and enjoy all the Christmas festivities. And it is like jingle freaking balls until Jan 1. Like we are jingle balling the whole way. So any, any I'm really excited. I have got a sick, a sick Christmas TBR coming in and if you don't know what a tbr is it's um a a re a, a to be read right like a to be read you got this list that's never ending you feel me you feel me um which i am throwing around the idea i did a like um what the fuck was it Maybe it was like a What to Read Wednesday or Fun Fact Friday. I don't fucking know. It's one of the days I ask questions. And somebody suggested that we do an entire episode a week. An entire episode a week devoted to me shooting the shit about spicy books. And I was like, how funny fucking fun would it be for me to get some of my book besties on here, right? Like me and a book bestie, we shoot the shit about the books that we read that week and hopefully not give you any spoilers. I can't promise that, but like just have fun. I feel like that would be the ideal thing. We could call it Spassy Saturday. Right? We call it Saturday or uh, Smutty Tuesday. I don't know. I'm just throwing shit out. I'm really just thinking out loud. That's what I do best. But I am in the works about thinking about doing that. Um, It might be something we pick up after the holidays. So like starting in Jan, we'll do two podcast episodes a week. So we'll do our regular Wednesday motivation, inspiration, bullshit. And then we'll do a fun one where we talk all spicy books and like it's more like girlfriends hanging out. If you like that idea, email me and let me know or shoot me a DM and let me know at Allie Griffith at pod at gmail.com. Let me know because I don't want to do it if you guys are like, Allie, you're doing the most. I don't give a fuck. Y'all just tell me, you know, you can't hurt my feelings. I got thick skin, right? Like, <laughs> I grew up in the South where people would say, bless your heart to your face and talk shit behind your back. It develops thick skin. Um, and, you know, you guys don't know my family, which we're going to share some family tea on this episode because honestly... I ain't got nothing to hide. So, and it's going to be really within the realm of this conversation. So, anywho, let's talk about what I read this week. Um, I'm not going to lie. I am reading this series. So, it's the Bootleg Spring series. I think I talked to y'all a little bit about it last podcast episode. And that's pretty much consuming my entire life. And I'm not even going to lie. The books are not even that great. <laughs> Like, they're good, but they're not like, holy fucking shit, I've got to cancel my entire life good. Like, they just give you enough to piss you off to make you go to the next book. Does that make sense? So there's like, it's following the Bodine, like, brothers and sister, right? So there's six books following the Bodines of Bootleg Springs in West Virginia. And basically, it follows, like, their love interests and all that. But there is a background plot where... It's a missing person named Callie Kendall. And so they're all trying to figure out what happened to Callie Kendall. And so each episode, each episode, I'm talking about like whatever, each book, right, each book, Tells you a little bit more about the mystery of Callie Kendall. And a little bit more. Just to keep you going to the next book. And so I reckon we're not going to find out what happened to Callie Kendall till book six. And at this point, I am four books in. I am way too fucking committed. But I ain't going to lie. Like, so it's Whiskey Chaser, Sidecar Crush, Moonsign Kiss, Bourbon Bliss. Then we have... Two others. Those are the four that I've read so far. Then we have Highball Rush. And then the fifth book is... For fuck's sake. um, Jan Fling. So out of the four I've read so far, I've only hated one of them. And it's probably because I'm not a big Slow Burn fan. And when people have been foreplaying... Like, I ain't kidding y'all. This couple... Bowie and Cassidy literally have been foreplaying for two books before you even get to their book. And then 70% of their book is foreplay. And I'm like, can you just shut up and fuck already? Like, and I don't get, <laughs> like, just shut up and stick the P in the V and let's, let's fucking have it. Because this is like the worst blue balls of entire life. So anywho, that's, that's how that book went. But the series is good. It's not great. Each book is a solid 10 out of 10, except for that one, which was a solid like 7 out of 10. But you guys know my scale goes up to 15 out of 10. So, you know, that means they're all average, but it will keep you coming back to find out what happened to Callie Kendall. So I reckon you just read one, and if you get so sucked into about Callie Kendall like me, you can read them all or I can just tell you what happens when I finally get there because there's no fucking chance I'm giving up at this point because I'm just too invested. So I don't really have much to book review since I am immersed in that. I did read, so a bunch of my favorite authors did like a collab series uh, called the Blurred Lines series so it's basically I'm assuming most of the books are like taboo or blurry lines or whatever the case may be so either forbidden romance taboo or something like that because I have read one two three four four of the books and there's there's a fuck ton of them but they're all by different authors and I have so far really enjoyed Every single one, except for the secrets you keep. Um, And so if you're looking, like if you're big into like taboo like me, like you a hoe for some forbidden romance, you got daddy issues, then this could be for you. Especially the one I'm reading right now, resisting Mr. Granville. Um, She is obsessed with her mama's ex-boyfriend. But she's also fake dating. That ex-boyfriend's son (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah shit's getting spicy so you know if you're interested go for it but that's all that we're going to talk about books today again if y'all are interested in doing like a bonus episode a week or maybe even bi-weekly let me know Um, because you know, I love talking about books. Like it is one of my absolute favorite hobbies and you know, I used to not have any and this has just brought me so much freaking joy into my life. It's helped so much with my depression. It's helped with my anxiety. It's helped with just like my unplugging time. So my screen time all around reading is so beneficial in so many aspects of my life. My sex life, my relationship, my marriage, like every. Everything has improved since I started reading. So if I can ever inspire somebody to pick up a book, I I feel like I've done my job. So if I've ever inspired you to pick up a book and you found joy in reading, that makes me so happy. And I truly, truly love it. So anyhow, I reckon it's time to get into the meat and taters of this conversation. So let's go ahead and talk about being that bitch that releases shitty relationships. Alrighty, y'all. I ain't gonna lie. This is going to be a very vulnerable episode for me because I, you know, we're gonna talk all about releasing shitty relationships and setting strict boundaries. But I'll also share, you know, my story because I have had the unfortunate, um case that I've had to set very, very like big boundaries with family, as well as releasing family members. And so I'm going to kind of talk about that, the story behind it and all of that stuff. And I ain't going to lie, I'm a little nervous. So if I stumble over my words at all, just bear with me. Sometimes even, you know, I've been doing this whole like social media, like sharing my life thing for what? five years and I swear sometimes it still don't get any easier especially when you really like dig deep and divulge a lot of like everybody's calling you dirty little secrets but I don't really feel like anything in my life's a secret I'm like eh, like I'll share it whatever I mean I talk about sex with my husband on here so it is what it is but um You know, I feel like especially since we are going into the holidays and a lot of us are, you know, going and visiting family or have people asking for us to come see them that we haven't seen in very long time or hell, even we have friends that are trying to like get together with us that we haven't seen and we really don't want to. It can be really hard, especially during the holidays to one, stick to your boundaries two you know, say no to things, but three also to acknowledge that these relationships aren't serving us and it might be time to let them go. And, you know, I'm going to kind of talk through that. I'll talk through the questions that I asked myself whenever I was like trying to figure out, is it okay? Should I set this boundary with this person? Like, do I need to completely eliminate? Or do i just need to put these boundaries in place but i just want to start off by saying y'all your mental and emotional health is your responsibility that is something that i had to remind myself All the time, every day that my mental and emotional health is my responsibility and ain't nobody else's responsibility but mine. And so if my mental and emotional health are at risk because of a person that I am allowing into my life, then that is on me. And I need to take responsibility for that, right? If these people are bringing me down, if these people are destroying either my self-esteem, my mental health, my emotional, health, whatever, then I need to take responsibility for that and ask myself if these are beneficial relationships for myself. And so I just kind of wanted to start that, right? Like y'all, if a relationship ain't adding to your life and it's only draining you, then why do you put yourself through it? Right? Why do you put yourself through a relationship that is not adding value to your life? Rather, it's taking energy and draining it from your life. So, Yeah, I know it can be really tricky, especially with like long-term friendships or family. And especially if you're like an Enneagram 2 or you're a people pleaser and you're so deathly afraid to release these relationships and these friendships. But I want you to ask yourself these questions, right? Before we really get into the topic of friendships and relationships and family, I want you to, because I'm pretty sure you have an idea of somebody in your life right now that the relationship might not be the best type of relationship for you, right? So I want you to ask yourself these questions, and these are the same questions I ask myself anytime I'm doing an evaluation on a relationship. Anytime I'm doing evaluation on a relationship, whether I want to keep it or I need to let it go, right? Maybe it's ran its course. The first one is, is this a mutually beneficial relationship? Are are both parties, benefiting from this relationship so you want to ask yourself right am I putting all my energy into this relationship and not getting anything in return or is this a a tug and pull like we're doing a really good like ebb and flow of you know giving and taking in the relationship because I'm sure we all have people in our lives that just drain us right just take and take and take and they only come around when they only want something, right? Or they need something. So you want to ask yourself that is it a mutually beneficial relationship? Number two is, is this person adding to my life or taking away from it? So are they adding value to my life? They're a good person that listens. They're somebody that makes me laugh. They're somebody that, you know, ha- get, makes me happy. Or are they somebody that just drains the laugh out of you? They're always coming around with drama. They're always asking of you. They're always asking you to do something, but they're never offering to do anything for you in return maybe it's somebody that's always asking you to babysit but they're never offering to babysit your kids or anything like that is it somebody that's just taking 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 a very self-absorbed individual number three is this person worthy of the little time that you have y'all all of us are fucking pushed for time we are in a freaking area of life where there is shit coming at us from every which direction and especially if you're Following me on this podcast, you're probably a mama. And if you're not a mama, then you're probably working full time. And if you ain't a mama or working full time, you're in school or something, you are a busy bitch. We are all busy bitches, right? That means we have to be very selective about who we give our time to, right? Because we cannot complain about not having time and then all of these fucked up relationships if we're not gonna be doing something about it, right? I am the biggest advocate of. You can't complain about something unless you're willing to do something about that thing you're complaining. If you ain't, shut the fuck up. And I mean that in the nicest way possible. And then number four is do I need stronger boundaries with this person or do I need to totally eliminate them from my life, right? So asking yourself, is this somebody that it's not a toxic relationship to the point where, you know, it's just not good for my mental and emotional health, but it's not a beneficial relationship. So do I just need to add stricter boundaries where I don't give this person as much as my time or as much access? to me or is this such a toxic relationship that I need to totally eliminate them from my life right that they have zero place in my life so I'm gonna repeat those questions real quick is this a mutually beneficial relationship Is this a person adding to my life or taking away from it? Is this person worthy of the little time that I do have? And then do I need stronger boundaries with this person or do I need to totally eliminate them from my life? I know it can be a really tricky subject about setting boundaries and eliminating people from your life, especially if those people are family. I know whenever I talked about this subject on my Instagram stories, a lot of y'all message like, okay, so how do I deal with toxic families? family members, right? How do I deal with family members that I'm forced to be around? I'm forced to, you know, have in my life and they're toxic. And so I'm going to share a little bit about my life. Um, and I'll share kind of the progression to how I got to where I am right now. But I just want you to remind yourself this just because they're family doesn't mean that they're automatically worthy of your time. That just means they share genetics with you. And you really have to do evaluations and seeing if these people really are at all adding to your life and if they aren't, maybe that means it's time to put boundaries in place or potentially totally eliminate them. So I have a very strained relationship with my family and I have not talked to anyone in my family In over four years, except for my sister. My sister is the only family member that I talked to, the only family member I associated with. Um, I totally eliminated them all from my life because I had a very toxic relationship with them. Now, I didn't just wake up one day and say, you know what? Fuck you. You're a piece of shit. You're out of my life. I absolutely did not do that. It was a very gradual process. And so maybe you're at the beginning stages of something with your family, right? They're very toxic or they're negative. Maybe you're starting a fitness journey or you're starting a health journey or, you know, they're always talking shit about you or they're always just coming around when they need something. So that was my family, right? My family only ever called me, only ever messaged me, only ever had anything to do with me when it was beneficial for them or when they needed something from me. So they didn't care to say, hey Al, how you doing? Or hey, what's going on? Or oh, we're we're near. You want to like get supper or something like that? No, like they only reached out as if they needed money or needed time. And I realized very quickly that those aren't the type of relationships that I want. Just because they're family doesn't mean they get to treat you like absolute garbage. That doesn't give them a rot to. And so when I first was setting boundaries with my family, I started with writing a letter. Um, and I know that that can be very like cliche or something like that. But for me, especially in my family, so my family, we are a bunch of like, southern like Irish like we're loud we're obnoxious um and we don't ever let anybody speak or have a word and so whenever I needed to deal with something confrontationally and this might be perfect for you too especially just to be able to get all your thoughts out if your family has a tendency to go on the defense instantaneously right so I wrote a letter and put everything out there, how I was feeling, how they were making me feel, the things that they did that made me feel like shit and all of that stuff, and I sent it. And I said, you know, I love y'all, and even though I'm putting up these boundaries and I'm not going to, you know, really talk to you guys on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, you know, I still want y'all in my life. And if you guys are interested, you know, reach out, whatever the may be, right? And it was very ill-received as per usual but that just kind of showed me okay so they're not willing to work with me and acknowledge where they went wrong and so after a big ass blow up so me and my entire family after my grandmother passed away so i lost my mama when i was 18 and it made me really want to hold on to this family relationships right because family to me is Everything. And so I had my uncle, my grandma, you know, my aunts, my cousins, all them. And I hold, held on to them for dear freaking life forever. No matter how toxic their relationships were, no matter how much they just took and took and took and wanted to take, you know, I held on to them because I was like, you know, like you can't, you can't choose your family. That's saying all the time, right? Like you can't choose your family. Yeah, but you can choose whether you allow them in your life or not. And I decided, you know, at some point I had to watch out for my family and my family now consists of Raleigh, Everly and Chris. And so after we had this major blow up after my grandmother passed away, And they did some really awful things. I just said, I don't deserve to be talked this way. I don't deserve to be treated this way. I love you and I'll love you for as long as I live because you are my family. But that doesn't mean I have to talk to you. That doesn't mean that I have to see you. That doesn't mean that I have to be there for you. And so I simply said, this is the end of our relationship and I blocked phone numbers and deleted off social media and I protected my peace because at that point, I had to remind myself that me taking care of me and making sure that I am happy and that I'm not being traumatized and that my family is being taken care of is my number one priority. And if even family is willing to do that, then they don't have a place in my life. And so y'all, I just urge you to ask yourself this, are these family members truly acting like family members, right? I think so many times we deal with a lot of fucked up shit from our family members because we feel like, oh, well, you can't choose your family and you have to talk to them and they have to be in your life because their family absolutely not. Absolutely not. They don't deserve to automatically be in your life and automatically give your get your time just because they share the same DNA. That is not how this works. And yes, maybe you don't have the ability like I do to completely cut them out, right? Maybe you still have to see them during holidays and stuff like that. But that doesn't mean that you have to acknowledge him, right? I, my sister got married two years ago. And at this point she talks to our entire family, right? She t- still talks to them. She still has a relationship with them and that's on her. If it, as long as that's a good relationship for her, I'm happy for her. But for me, it's not. And so when we were at this wedding, I just told my sister, I said, I'm here for you. I'm here to make this the best day possible for you. But the, does not include me having to socialize with them, right? They're not in the wedding. They're not whatever. That doesn't include me having to socialize with them. So I was there for her and I just didn't talk to the other family members. When they tried to talk to me, I simply just walked away. And I feel like, you know, that is just, to respect my peace, especially when they were trying to be bullies and stuff like that. And so maybe that means that sometimes you look like a bitch, right? And I know it can be really hard, especially if we're people pleasers, especially if we feel like we have to talk to them. You don't, you don't. Your responsibility is you and your family. If it's your children or your spouse, right? That is your responsibility. That is who you have to protect. And anything above that. You've got to ask yourself, are these relationships that you would want to emulate right I'm sure we've all heard this saying right you are the sum of the people you surround yourself with and I take that to heart right I want to make sure that I surround myself with people that deserve my time people that are there to lift me up people that are there to provide value in my life because y'all attitudes and habits are contagious if you surround yourself with negative people of course you're gonna see life negatively right if people People are just bitching and complaining about their life and always just have a negative outlook on it. You are going to subconsciously, right, without even thinking about it, start viewing life negatively. If you surround yourself with insecure people that shame themselves and talk shit about themselves, guess what you're gonna do? You're gonna do the same. Can we all think about that fucking scene from Mean Girls, right? Think about Mean Girls. I know I'm bringing Mean Girls into this heavy conversation, but we're doing it. And they were all in the mirror, the mirror at Regina George's, house right and they were just like pinching their stomach and talking about how fat they were or like what they hated about their body and then Katie she was like looking around and then she felt peer pressure to start saying that and then once the movie started going on guess what she started picking out her imperfections. she started being insecure as well because she was surrounding herself with insecure people so if we want to be more secure with ourselves, then we have to We have to surround ourselves with those type of people. And that goes with anything, right? If you surround yourself around mediocre people, guess what? You're going to live a pretty mediocre life because that's all you've ever seen. That's all that's around you. And so y'all, if we want to live a fulfilled life, if we want to be happy and fulfilled filled and secure within ourselves, and have habits and rituals that we are you know fans of then we have to surround ourselves around people that are also working towards those same things that we are that also have the same ambitions the same drive the same goals the same views that we do yes it is important to surround yourself with different people right different people who view different political things and all these stuff you don't want to become sheltered but you also want to make sure you are surrounding yourself with people that you can aspire to be like or people that are working like on the same path as you and y'all I'm gonna lie whenever I first started like this whole health and fitness like inspiration get my shit together I did not have this I did not have people that wanted to live healthy and fulfilling lives. I didn't have people that wanted to work out. I didn't have a best friend to go to the gym with me or anything like that. You know, to this day, my family doesn't even, you know, eat the same way I do or work out or anything like that. So what did I do? I created the community, right? It is so freaking important. It is so important to have a community of women or people or friends that are working towards the same goals that you are, that helps keep you aligned with your goals, that helps you create habits and positive attitudes. Because y'all, your circle doesn't dictate your actions, but they do influence your actions, right? Ask yourself this. If you're struggling right now, Now, maybe you're on a fitness journey or maybe you are, you know, trying to move up in the corporate ladder or you have these fucking aspirations, right? You're trying to save money. You're trying to be more conscientious with your money. I don't know. Whatever the fuck you're trying to do, right? And if you're struggling hardcore with that right now, I want you to ask yourself this. Who are the people you're surrounding yourself with and are they... Living a lifestyle, or are they trying to adopt a lifestyle the same as you? If you're struggling with your nutrition and you're struggling with your fitness journey, and all you surround yourself are with people that, you know, don't give a fuck about their health, don't give a fuck about their nutrition, that literally are like, hey, girl, margaritas on a Tuesday that get shit faced, right? Maybe you're trying to be sober and you surround yourself with people that drink. Of course, you're not going to be successful sober, right? Because they do not dictate, but they do influence your habits especially in the beginning phases of trying to change your life they are you are strongly influenced by those people around you your circle doesn't determine your worldview right they don't determine how you view things or anything like that but that does play a role in shaping it it does play a role in shaping your decisions and the ways that you do things especially if you're more on the people-pleasing side right and a lot of us are and so if you're really wanting to transform that maybe that means trying to establish relationships with different people right your circle doesn't determine your potential it doesn't determine how much success you can see but it sure does limit your upside it sure does make it a fuck ton harder right if you don't have people around you that are inspiring you that are uplifting you that are providing value in your life but are just trying to drag you down to their pits of disaster then it you are gonna have to fucking claw tooth and nail and you're gonna have to fight a lot of inner demons and a lot of outside influence to see that success I want you to think about medicine right and this analogy really stuck with me I think I heard it on a podcast or something I want you to think about medicine, right? Just like real medicine, there are side effects and those side effects aren't guaranteed, but you have a greater chance of experiencing them if you keep spending time, like if you keep inhaling the the drug, right? If you keep taking it. So you have a greater chance of experiencing some of the side effects if you keep taking that said drug, if you keep surrounding yourself around shitty people, if you keep surrounding yourself around people that are trying to drag you down, it is just a matter of time before those potential side effects, those potential people drag you down. And I'm not telling you that you have to eliminate people out of your life left and right with that you're trying to change and they're not wanting to change with you. But what I am saying is you almost need to counteract, counteract the people, right? Yes, you want to still keep your loved ones even if they're, you know, not trying to live a healthy lifestyle, but you are. I mean, hell, I live with my husband and spend all the time with him and he's not living a healthy lifestyle or or on the same path that I am. But you do need to counteract that with other people that are, that you can lean on, that you can be there for and that can be there for you give yourself that community so when the devil is speaking and trying to coerce you into doing some shit that you don't want to do you can go into that safe area of people that understand are on the same journey as you that are working towards the same things you are and be able to talk to them and vent and get them to give you voice of reasoning right so you can keep fighting through it that's exactly why I created online fitness group right why I became a coach is because I needed a community of women to be able to lean on when shit got hard because I knew I couldn't do it alone they say all the time if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far go together and that could not be any closer to the truth it just can't And so I really want you to think about who you're surrounding yourself with, the people you're surrounding yourself with. If you have a ton of people in your life that aren't conducive to the life you want to live, but don't deserve to be eliminated or set boundaries around, make sure you're adding people into your life that are going to be there to help, you know, add to the person that you want to be and maybe just give them more airspace than the other people. I always say when I'm getting advice from loved ones or whenever I'm thinking about, who I'm going to listen to I always ask do I strive for a life that they are living do they have a life that I would be envious of and do they have habits I want and if the answer is no then why the fuck am I letting their opinions have airspace right so many of us have those judgmental Judy family members that are like "Mm, do you really need to eat that or I mean you can just skip today or I mean it ain't that big of a deal or you can just start again Monday or it's just one drink yeah yeah but that one turns into two turns into three and if you're not respecting my boundaries if you're not respecting my goals then why am I giving you this airspace right so I really just want you to kind of open up your perspective on that and yes I get that this is really hard to do it is really hard to set boundaries it's really hard to eliminate people out of your lives it's really hard to do these things but guess what It's really hard to live a life full of people trying to feed negativity into you. It's really hard to live a positive and fulfilling life if you're constantly surrounded by negative people. And so I just urge you to decide which hard do you want? Which hard are you choosing? Because at the end of the day, remember... Attitudes and habits are contagious. And if we're wanting to have a positive attitude and positive habits, then we're going to need to surround ourselves and give a lot of time and energy to those people that also have positive attitudes and positive habits. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and we're going to do a little bit of Q&A because I know a lot of y'all have been asking questions about relationships and stuff like that. So we can dive into that. Alrighty, y'all. Let's get into some Q&A. So the first one is what has worked for you when that shitty relationship creeps back in? So personally for me, you know, I told y'all about releasing my family and, you know, setting that boundary. That relationship hasn't creeped back in. I think that just kind of goes to show that they just didn't give a fuck. So I've never experienced it with that, but I have with friendships. So I had a very, very toxic friendship. She was supposed to be like maid of honor in my wedding. She quit like a week before my wedding, then tried to creep back in a couple times and just kind of just try to tear me down and stuff like that. And I will say anytime that somebody does try to creep back in, I like to first ask myself, is it a possibility that this relationship could be salvaged or that I you know, could talk to them and they could have changed and all that stuff? And if the answer is no, like I feel pretty confident that I, one, don't feel like salvaging that relationship. Two, I don't feel like they could have changed. I'll make the (laughs) educational decision saying, okay, you know what? I'm just going to respect my peace and respect that boundary and I'm gonna delete the message and not engage, especially if they're coming at me negatively or I'll simply say, you know, I just, I don't want, I'll be honest with them and be like, I just don't wanna have this conversation right now. I don't want to have you in my life right now because of X, Y, Z. Or if you were very abundantly clear about why you weren't talking to them in the first place, like you just, you you hashed it out with them, you let them know, they don't really deserve a response, keep it moving, right? Keep it moving and don't let them stress you out, right? Because y'all, at the end of the day nobody is automatically worthy of a response from us especially if they are a toxic relationship and so that's personally what i do and sometimes i will say like especially if somebody's trying to come back at into my life in a very negative way maybe they're trying to come at me or something like that it can be very taxing mentally and emotionally but i just like to remind myself that i did this for a reason I did this to protect myself and my family, and they're my first priority. And yes, they might be trying to make me feel bad right now. Yes, they might be coming at me sideways. But at the end of the day, I know that I made the best decision and the right decision for my family, and you just have to stand strong in that conviction. And And do not waver and maybe you didn't talk to them right maybe they're trying to creep back in your life and you didn't specifically say why you stopped talking to them maybe that means you time to have that discussion if you're like they keep trying to come back and i don't want to talk to them and i'm ignoring them and they keep coming back Maybe it's time to spell it out for them. Alrighty, y'all. Next question. Is it possible for you to get a little specific on putting up boundaries and how you did that with family? So I'll talk specific to me and like the process of which I put my boundaries up. So when I first started realizing like my family was a toxic relationship and it was not something conducive to me, I started off slowly putting up boundaries. So the first thing was I only really interacted with them on holidays or through text message, like I wouldn't allow them to sit there on the phone with me and bad mouth people or anything like that. So I only really dealt with them during holidays and like during text message. And if I did go there and it was a holiday and they tried to blow up on me, which (laughs) usually happened or they you know, it was just not a good environment, I would just simply say, I think it's time for me to leave. And I would just, me and my family would leave. So that is something that I did to put up those boundaries. I also was very transparent with them in saying, right now I just, I feel like I need space. And this is the way I'm getting that space. And if they don't respect that, like they try to push their way into your life or something like that, I feel like sometimes you just got to simply remind them like, hey, you know, I love you and I know you love me. But right now I just need space. I need space to be with my family. I need space to be, you know, focusing on me and I can't entertain this right now. But I do love you and I'll reach out when I can. I feel like as long as you take it in the respectful manner, then that's fine. And yes, sometimes you're going to hurt feelings and they're not going to understand and it's not their job to understand why you put the boundaries up, right? It's not their job to understand why you're doing what you're doing. It's your job to understand that. Yes, we should be transparent and telling them why we feel the need to put these boundaries up. But if we told them that before and they just blatantly disrespect it, you ain't, you don't owe them anything. Just put those boundaries up and decide what yours are. Maybe you can't, nix them out of your life because they watch your children, then maybe that's asking and saying, are we willing to do this or do we need to find other childcare? right? Maybe you can't take them out of your life because they're your mom and they live like down the street and they just stop by. Maybe that means just talking about laying the boundary that, hey, can you guys maybe just call before you stop by so we can make sure that we, we're around or that you can come just opening up that dialogue. I feel like the more that we talk with our family, especially the more we open up that dialogue. Yes, it can pull up old wounds or, you know, make shit hard, but also the only way to work through things or to get to some kind of understanding is by talking, ignoring the issues, ignoring the elephants in the room ain't going to get you nowhere remember y'all remember 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 your mental and emotional health is your responsibility and so if you feel like something is endangering that it is your responsibility to confront that it is your responsibility to take that by the rings and yes it can be hard and i get that and i feel like i keep repeating that but That just because it's hard doesn't mean that you don't need to do it. Just because it's hard doesn't mean that it's impossible. Alrighty, so somebody shared an email they were wanting a suggestion and they're gonna spill the tea. So can you please go over how to deal with cutting toxic best friend relationships? Spilling the tea. She and her husband are how my husband and I met. Last year she did some shitty things and I cut ties. However, our husbands are still best friends. Thankfully, my husband supports me not having a relationship with her, but her husband keeps trying to push us into a room to hash things out and get back to the way things used to be. History was vacations together, holidays together, etc. I have forgiven her and am cordial, but I don't trust her and can't get her husband to understand. Looking back after a year of cutting ties, and I realized that she was toxic for me, but I also feel guilt for our spouses who are more like brothers. Okay, so this is a really, really tough situation, especially when you're forced to still have relationships because they, you know, the husbands are very close and very together and all of that stuff. So first off, I love how supportive your husband is in all of this. I love that he is there for you. He is your advocate the entire way. So a few things that I would do. The first thing is if your husband hasn't talked to the other husband, maybe have them go bro to bro and say, you know, like my wife, she's dealt with this, she's got closure, she doesn't feel like she can trust it, that doesn't hinder our friendship and all of that, but she just can't go back to that. And if that also doesn't work, ask yourself this yes you might have closure but maybe she doesn't and i know it's not our responsibility to give her closure but to be able to get that other husband off your back it might be beneficial to write an email to your ex best friend and lay it out exactly why that relationship is over let her know like i forgive you for xyz whatever you did but I have to respect my peace and I have to respect my boundaries and I just can't trust you anymore. Thus, we can't be friends. You know, I valued your friendship, whatever the case may be, you know, just kind of come at it from a, I like to call it the uh, Oreo method, right? Be a little mass, nice, lay it on thick, right? Like you can be a little brutal in the middle and then end it with, I really valued your friendship and you know, I wish you nothing but the best and, see you around or something like that. You don't have to keep relationships just to appease other people. And I love that your husband is in your corner with that. So perhaps they just don't understand to the extent, which this also might be a lot of the ex best friend feeding her husband bullshit as to why y'all aren't friends anymore. And maybe that means you just need to like send them both a letter, like do a group text, I don't know. Just make sure that everybody is clear as to why that you can't do that. But also, I love that our husbands are still friends and they can still remain friends and all of that stuff, even if we aren't. But I get it's a really sticky situation, especially when y'all used to do like vacations and holidays and we're all super, super close. And yes, it probably puts a rift, especially if you guys don't want to be friends. And maybe, you know, you're okay with not letting things go back to the way they were but allowing some sort of communication you are the only person that can acknowledge that right there's something in between friends and acquaintances that some people are okay with living at right like i can spend holidays with this person or three days on a vacation but that doesn't mean i gotta go get margaritas with them on a tuesday type friends so only you can acknowledge that right i feel like to be an acquaintance with somebody you don't have to truly trust them because you're not really divulging a lot of information you're just kind of being around them so maybe that's a good you know compromise with everybody around so I hope that helps um all righty so that is all we got time for today this episode was kind of long but I feel like it could be super super beneficial to maybe just getting some of these toxic relationships out as we're going into the new year or putting up boundaries as we're going into the holidays I know Anytime is a good time to put up boundaries and respect our peace. So if this episode was helpful for you, if you can do me a favor and head over to iTunes and rate us a five star and leave a review and share it to your Instagram stories and tag at Allie Griffith. I love to see y'all tagging and sharing your takeaways and getting to put faces with listeners so anyways i'm gonna let you go like i let you go every single time in a world full of bitches be that bitch whatever that bitch is to you i love you and i'll see you next week